You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Jeff Corey probably isn't a name you recognize, but you know his face. He was the bad guy opposite John Wayne in True Grit. He was the sheriff after Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. On Night Court, he was Santa Claus. Still not ringing a bell? You remember the original Star Trek episode, The Cloud Minders? That's the one where Spock delivered the smoothest pickup line in science fiction. Jeff Corey was the leader of the Cloud City and the father of the work of art, that caught Spock's attention. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for August 10th. And today we remember a true hero of the greatest generation, Jeff Corey. Arthur Zwirling was born to immigrants in 1914. He studied acting in school and went straight into it on graduation. Early on, someone suggested he get a more common-sounding name, and he became Jeff Corey. Jeff acted in 25 films, including Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, before joining the Navy in 1944. In 1945, Corey was assigned to the USS Yorktown, where his job was to film the ship's activities. At one point, the ship came under kamikaze attack. Jeff kept filming while sailors all around him were trying to fend off the Japanese planes and extinguish the fires where they hit the ship. For his actions, he received a commendation. The Secretary of the Navy said, quote, his sequence of a kamikaze attempt on the carrier Yorktown, done in the face of grave danger, is one of the great picture sequences of the war in the Pacific, and reflects the highest credit upon Corey and the U.S. Navy Photographic Service, end quote. The footage can be found on YouTube by searching for kamikaze attacks on Yorktown. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chen. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. When the war ended, Corey returned to Hollywood and acting. His career picked up as if he'd never stopped. Then in 1950, Corey was called before the House Un-American Activities Committee. In case you need a quick refresher, the committee was fishing for communists in Hollywood. They were trying to destroy people putting out messages they didn't like. Shocking, isn't it? Anyway, someone had told the committee that Corey had attended Communist Party meetings over a decade earlier. They wanted Corey to add at least two names of other others at those meetings. Corey had only attended a few meetings and had never joined the communists because he realized communism wasn't the rosy picture they were painting. He refused to name names and was put on the blacklist. This effectively stopped his career dead. Studios couldn't hire blacklisted actors without drawing down fire from HUAC themselves. Corey instead opened an acting school in his garage and began teaching young actors for $10 a month. Among his students were James Dean, Bruce Lee, Jack Nicholson, Roger Corman, Leonard Nimoy, and Robin Williams. He also did odd jobs and even dug ditches at times to make ends meet. By 1962, 12 years later, the spell wore off of the blacklist. Studios could once again hire some of the best talents in the industry. Corey again returned to work as if he'd never left. There's no way of knowing how many amazing roles he lost during that forced hiatus. 
It was during this period that Corey got to work opposite the likes of John Wayne, Robert Redford, and Paul Newman, and Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner, of course. He appeared on The Outer Limits, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Babylon 5, Night Gallery, and countless other shows. He was literally everywhere during the 70s and 80s, with over 230 acting credits listed on IMDb. He remained active until the year 2000, with an appearance on the series Charmed. Corey died in 2002, leaving behind Hope, his wife of 64 years, three daughters, and one heck of a legacy. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for August 10th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.